Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. I gave myself the title of self-alchemist, the sexual alchemist, relationship alchemist. Actually, like about a year before I got my sex and intimacy coaching title. So, so it's kind of funny. It might be time for me to do some new commercials. New commercials for the show. I think so. So anyhow, it's cute. I do feel though I have some moments where I can be a bit of an alchemist for things. And that alchemy starts with me, for sure, that when I've put the right combination of things together, whether it's the right combinations of coaching or my own thoughts or my own, even nutrition can be really helpful. Those are all things that can definitely contribute to the alchemy of your life. So another thing that can contribute to the alchemy of your life is trust. And today we're going to be talking a lot about trust in intimate relationships and rebuilding it was actually a question that was brought to me uh, from a friend from high school who wrote to me to say, hey, um, just wondered if I could talk to you about such and such. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, I think I have shows on that. Let me try and direct you. Um, and I realized that I have some shows on trust, but it felt like another good time to bring it up and have another conversation about this. Maybe I have more information than I had the last time. Who knows? We'll see. One of the things I thought about with trust too, I was kind of thinking about what is it that has us lose trust? What is it that is trust? Like I had some questions on trust to begin with because people often bring that to the table when they're talking about relationship. Well, I don't trust so-and-so and I don't trust so-and-so. I'm like, okay, so what is it that you don't trust? And, and do you not trust them or do you not trust yourself? And I think it comes down to, and this is how we're gonna start this conversation today, is looking at all the ways that you might have lost trust in yourself and finding ways that you can regain trust in yourself because once you do you can actually see and find people quite easily that you do trust and you'll know your gut instinct on trust will be strong so you'll know and you'll be able to trust things about people too right so you'll be able to trust uh, if somebody is is lying to you, right? It's it's kind of like, you know, if you get those fraud emails and you just, you're, you trust your gut, that's a fraud email. You just, you'll know, right? So the more that you can trust you, and, and for some people trusting in themselves means that they're actually trusting in something greater even than themselves. So for them, trusting trust is about trusting God or the universe uh, or whatever you'd like to call it, the goddess, um, but a lot of times people 
uh, attest trust to something that's exterior to them. And that's cool. That's, that can be a method as well. Um, for tonight, though, the conversation really is going to be geared towards learning how to trust in yourself again so that you can learn what you do trust and what you don't trust about people. And sometimes you might even have a long history of repeated different things that have gone on in your life, whether they've been traumas or conflicts or repeated arguments. And there may have been times where people have repeatedly sworn to you that they're going to do A, B, or C, and then they don't. And then you feel duped again and again and again. I'll talk a little bit about that from my own personal experience and some of the things that I needed to do in order to feel confident in what I knew. And it actually had a really great reflection on my life and my business as a result, because a lot of what I do has to do with trusting in myself. So probably about 20 years ago, just about 20 years ago, 18 years ago, um, I ended up in a relationship with somebody who I absolutely didn't trust from day one. It was strange, but I chose it anyway. It was like, it was like an unconscious experiment in learning about what is trust. And at the time, I had gone through some stuff in my life and I had actually lost a lot of faith in myself. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome. 
welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. You guys are the best. Um, so thanks for sticking around. If you were on Facebook Live, I hope that you've joined us over in Inspired Choices Network and you're now hanging out with us and you are in the chat room and you're joining us live via video. That would be awesome. So for those of you who are listening to um, this show and you you got the first little segment, you might have had the question that came up about, do you trust others or do you trust yourself? Because sometimes we give our trust over and we don't really consider that we need to learn to trust ourselves first. Some of the questions that I encourage you to go uh, through and ask yourself about is, is there ever a time in my life where I truly, fully trusted myself? If there is, then that's amazing because that's something that you can go and you can tap into what that felt like. I've talked to people before and they swear upside down that there is never a time that they actually trusted themselves. And so I had a great coach, <laughs> I have a great coach, and her uh, she great, gave this great advice in one of her classes uh, one time about the class on the pleasure of business when somebody actually said they'd never trusted themselves. And I think it's such poignant and fun advice, and sometimes she doesn't remember the advice, but you can always listen to her shows. Christine McIver has a show and runs the network. <laughs> so you can listen to her show on Wednesday nights called Inspired Choices Radio Show. Um, but on this show, she talked about, uh, in this particular class, she talked about trust and talked about how uh, is it actually true that you never trusted yourself? I thought that question was great. Is it true that you never trusted yourself? And she brought up the simplest example. Have you ever crossed a road and made it across and you weren't dead? I think I might be paraphrasing. However, it's a great question. Because if you can trust yourself enough to cross the road and you actually survive, then you've had a moment of trust in your life. And even if it's that simple, if it's that fundamental and maybe even something that you consider insignificant, it's not. It's a sign that you trust yourself because you know what? There are people out there who do not have the faith or trust to trust themselves enough to cross the road. They don't know how. Maybe, you know, for example, um, my kid has never grown up in the city. So we were in uh, we were in Toronto this weekend and I said, hey, you could just go across the street over there to that comic book store. But my kids never had to encounter lights that in, that tell you when to walk or not uh, without me. Right. So didn't really know, like, what am I looking for? Or what's going on? How do I read this? How do I move? How do I know if cars aren't going to hit me? Because it's not part of their experience. So if it's not part of your experience, at first, you might think that you're scared. But in reality, it's not something that you have any any proof that you've lived through. You can't say I have crossed the road on my own and I know how to do this and I'm going to survive. So we don't have a lot of roads where we are that you have to even think about cars. We live literally in the middle of nowhere. So if a car or two come down our road in a day, it's like, wow, there's a car or two down the road. So we don't have the same experience. 
right? And our experiences are definitely things that will help us to develop more and more trust. And so one of the things with that trust, especially that crossing the road trust, right? We'll start with that one is to look at what what is it about the situation don't you trust? Is it is it true that you don't trust yourself to get across that road? And maybe it's true that you don't, but let's break it down. If there were no cars on the road for 25 kilometers and you couldn't see them and you couldn't hear them, would you be okay to cross? So the answer might be yes at that point. So then you start to factor in other things, right? You're like, so now when you add the other cars in, is that when you lose trust in yourself? And then the question hits, is it actually that you lose trust in yourself or is it you trust so much that other people are not trustworthy, that they might actually hit you, that you're actually really, really aware? So it isn't actually that you don't trust yourself. It's that you're aware that you don't trust other people. Now, sometimes we don't trust other people because habitually in our lives we've been proven to we've been in circumstances that prove to us that people are not trustworthy. And then we might also have the experience where we haven't been around people enough to know differences between people to see if they're trustworthy. And sometimes you're really aware and almost psychic and you can feel when people aren't trustworthy. So you don't want to cross. And I do think that other people are, as there's a comment in the chat room, other people can feel and be inherently not trustworthy. This is pretty much what a lot of people feel. So if that's true, I had uh, like an opposite experience growing up where I trusted everybody. It was more of a naivety where it was like, wow, I'll, I'll trust you. Um, but I, I was trained to trust people that I didn't even want to trust. Yeah. So there were friends my dad had that I absolutely hated, like didn't want to be in their presence. But my dad would schmooze them and have conversations and blah, blah, blah. And I would be convinced, convinced, not again, not trusting me, but trusting somebody else's opinion. I wouldn't trust my own knowing about how I felt about that situation or that person because I was told by an authority that I should trust the, what they're telling me. So how many of you out there listening give up your trust to authority, whether that's a doctor or the government or a lawyer or a friend or a teacher or anything like that? Do you give up your trust in yourself? And do you trust others more than you trust you? So when that starts to happen, you trust others more than you trust you. And then you find out there's a day in your life where you find out they're not God. They mess up. It happens. When you find out that they're not God and they, you know, might screw up, they might lie, something might happen, then what happens? You start to lose faith. As you lose faith, like a little trauma that occurs, you lose faith, then you start to have a whole bunch of things that occur that are like fears that surround that. So the fear uh, would be, oh my God, this person lies to me. They're never going to be trustworthy. I'm never going to be in a trusting relationship. And then you have those fears. And then on top of that, we might 
put and slap another onion peel on there and call that false beliefs. We start to develop false beliefs. Oh, I can't trust myself and I can't trust others. Or all I can do is trust that everybody is, is a constant liar. We'll create some false beliefs around that. And then we'll create facades around it where we'll go, oh, okay, so that situation occurred. I put all my faith and trust in that person. They lied to me. Now I have fear, fear of abandonment, fear of people lying to me, fear of being duped, fear of being screwed over. Oh, look, that happened. Oh, and now I have false beliefs that have kicked in. Oh, look at my false beliefs that have kicked in. Well, I'm an idiot is my, okay, we'll just go there. I'm an idiot. I don't know who to trust. I'm so stupid. That's a false belief. Then, or another false belief could be like everybody else is trustworthy but me and maybe I'm just crazy. That could be another one. There's a lot of variety that be, could be going on. So then we have those false beliefs, that onion peel layer. And then after that onion peel layer, what do we have? That onion peel puts in position a whole bunch of information into our bodies, these false beliefs. And now we have to create a character for ourselves based on our false beliefs. The character that we create around that is not truly who we are because somewhere our soul got clouded by some trauma so we don't trust anymore. So our soul is clouded by that trauma, then we have these fears, then we have these false beliefs, and we have to create this character a facade. We create a facade in order to be able to be out in the world, to function. No, I'm happy. No, I trust people. No, this is great. And the facade could be like I had the naivety. I'm, I had the facade of naivety, but however, when I look back and I track back on that, and I track back, okay, what was my, I had naivety. I would show up looking like I was naive, but the real thing behind that, the false belief was that I don't know anything. And the fear was that if I knew too much, people would abandon me. Why? Because the trauma in my childhood was when I would stand up for myself, I would get abandoned. Right? So you can track back. Now, what happens with facades is sometimes we live them for so long that we create different addictions. And those addictions don't necessarily have to be drugs, alcohol, shopping, sex, relationships. It doesn't have to be that. It can be characteristic traits that we carry on over and over again. And these characteristic traits can even be things where we compensate, overcompensate, try and over-deliver. Well, if people are going to do abandon me, what I'm going to do is over-deliver. I'm going to over-deliver in my business and in my life to make sure that people won't abandon me so they appreciate me, so that they like me. Uh, so we have all these things. And where we start to give up our trust in ourselves there's always going to be a trauma that occurred. Whether it was physical, emotional, spiritual, there is a trauma that occurred that has now clouded your soul so that now you live in fear. And that fear may be an unconscious fear or a conscious fear, but that fear is real and it is running your life. It is running your relationship so you can't actually move forward because that trauma needs to be healed. How do we heal that? We Helping... One part that would help that, that would be helpful, would be to actually become aware of what that trauma is. Because sometimes just confronting it can be helpful. But if you can't, and you can't find that out, and if it's even more traumatic to find that out, what you can start to do, start to reevaluate who you are. And I had a really great class with, um, so I listened 
two calls. I love the the uh, USPA, which is the United States Psychotronic Association, and they have calls every month, and you can get on for free, but you can also access their archives, and you can pay like, I don't know, $30 a year to access their incredible archives with incredible teachers who are like the most crazy, amazing people you've ever met in your entire life. And one of our latest last class that we had with the USPA was about reframing our thoughts, but using pendulums to do a lot of things uh, for dowsing. And in the dowsing, we were doing some really cool um, reframing our who we believe we are. And I, I know that last week I mentioned this, and I'll be mentioning it more because it's been a kind of a fun experiment for me to play with, which is the reframing and and starting to reevaluate who I am. And the sentence that I got from that teacher that day, uh, Jerry Jin, Jin, Jerry Jin uh, he uh, he was talking about the I am uh, from the I am philosophy perspective. You can rethink who you are. So the I am rethinking, rethink I am. I am rethinking, rethink I am. Rethinking, rethink I am. Remember, you do that in a three, a six, and a nine. You kind of pause, you check. I am rethinking, rethink. Really cool thing that I've been playing with in the last few weeks, and it's been really amazing to notice that when I started that, about three days later, I had a, a massive shift in my awareness and in my desires and in what I wanted to create in the world. And luckily I have support systems in place to be able to manage that uh, and move through it with total ease. So it was it was potent, powerful, and fast, and rethinking, rethinking who I am. And then to reclaim who I am. So you can always claim it, like I am, and then name yourself. So. Personally, I am Milica Anastasia Yelenich. That's me claiming me. But you can reclaim it all the time so that you can really know and own who you are because so much of this, when you trust yourself, uh, you'll actually hear it in your voice. If you know who you are, you can claim it and be like, yeah, that's who I am. I know me. But I've heard people say their names, full name, you know, if they have a middle name or if they have given names through baptisms and things or uh, confirmations or whatever. And I've heard people say their full names with zero confidence. And it's very interesting to hear uh, when, you know, when you are empowered, can you say your own name with total confidence and and be there present showing up? That's going to help you build some confidence. And it can be that simple to build your confidence, to know who you are. Once you start to know who you are, you can trust that you know yourself and you can trust the information that's coming through for you. Even if the information that's coming through for you says that person is a cheat, a liar, and a scum. Oh, cool. I can trust that. It's not negative thinking. It's trusting the information that is coming through. So in relationship with other people, it's important to note when information comes up, don't negate it, don't push it away, look at it. If information comes up and you're in relationship with somebody, especially an intimate relationship, and the information comes up and you know maybe you're going through something, you could be you know, de- debating divorce or something like that, then 
the information comes up and you look at your partner and you know in your gut that you are probably never going to forgive them, you're not being forced to forgive them. Just trust in you. Trust that you know what you know about yourself. If you trust that you know that you will never let a certain something go, just know that. You don't have to be there and go, well, I have to let it go. No, because the chances are you're not going to. So trust that. Trust that you know what you know about yourself. And when you're ready, and you might not never be ready in this lifetime to let the something go, but when you are ready, you can do that. Until then, you lean into what's true for you. And if what's true for you is that, you know, you're never going to be able to let A, B, or C go, then know that. Be totally frank with yourself, number one, and honest with yourself about that. So you're not, you know, creating some kind of facade, right? And we talked about the facade and what those all come from. We're not creating the facade to walk around and think that we can have oh, everything's fine no everything's not fine why because there are things that are underneath that and there was an original trauma and then there's the fears and then there's the false beliefs false beliefs we're going to be okay well, really the fear is i never want to be alone the trauma is that person abandoned me and did a b c or d right okay so all of that when you can track it back because sometimes you can track it back a few times and you go oh wow that's where that comes from that's where that belief comes from that's where I started doing that I'm amazing look at me <laughs> so you can really start to to gain more trust in yourself when you know exactly what it is that um, that is triggering you like I you can gain more trust in yourself when you can say stuff like oh I know I'll never let that go cool done finished and and in relationship especially in intimate relationships if there are grudges being held for a long time you know what happens grudges are they're, they're like crotch blockers so if you are holding grudges then you're going to have crotch blocking energy, all kinds. So you're not going to be wanting to be intimate with your partner and your partner's not going to be necessarily wanting to be intimate with you unless they're trying to make something, uh, make it up to you or trying to prove their love because that's also uh, a sort of a false belief trauma that you could have sex and make up, make it, you know, get all those issues over with. No, no, you have to develop a better bond. So, in creating a better bond, and we talked about some bonding tools on the last few shows, especially the one on uh, slow sex, the benefits of slow sex. But the bonding is not even possible when there is no trust in the relationship. So if the trust is gone, it's important to track back where did it leave for you personally. And don't try and put it on your partner. Don't be like, it's when they did A, B, C, and D. They did A, B, and C, and D. Okay, fine. But what was your reaction and response to A, B, C, and D? So if your partner is like addicted to pornography and you're like, well, I lost all trust when my partner was into porn. Okay, so let's track back. You know, what was going on that for them, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to actually evaluate their life, but what was going on Whatever was going on for them is not actually what was going on for you. What was your reaction? What was your take on it? What was your response to that? And, you know, was there any 
were you available enough to create some change? Or was this actually a really great opportunity to just get on out? Create things in relationships sometimes because we're too chicken to actually say something's over. So we actually have to create situations in order to make a relationship come to an end. Brilliant. We're geniuses. We do these things. So track back and see when was it that you lost trust in yourself? That's what we're looking at this first segment, right? What, when did you lose trust in yourself? What was that? Were you like six months old, a, a day old, a year old, 12? When did it happen? And then starting to go, okay, well, if I lost trust and faith in myself, then what can I do now to make sure I have my own back and that I can trust myself? Take some experimenting. It can take doing a few things. I have a course on Teachable called, it's a psychic development school. It's a one-year course, but truly it's about learning how to trust yourself. It's 99.9% about trusting yourself because if you can't trust yourself, you can't develop your psychic skills. So figure out where all that went south. Get yourself back on track because you once you have that trust in yourself, you're going to be able to move forward and you're going to be able to be in relationships where you'll know right off the bat if it'll work for you or not and you won't have to spend 12 years or five years or whatever it happens to be figuring out whether something's going to work or not. You'll know. Your gut will tell you because your gut. Right, so we're going to head to our very next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. 
Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about how to bring back trust in relationships that maybe the trust has gone south and especially in intimate relationships because a lot of times the trust will affect all of everything to do with intimacy whether it's actual penetrative sex or just even bonding it will come in and shatter everything that was there so how do we regain trust well first first of all I talked about trusting you now even when you trust you, if you bring something up with your partner, they might be in total denial. That's just where they're at. But that might also not be their reality. So your reality and their reality can be very different. So if you're feeling things that are off, but they're not, then it lies with you to figure out what it is that you require. And maybe sometimes your partner cannot deliver. A lot of times that's actually the case, that you're looking for something from your partner, but they can't deliver it. So when you're trying to reclaim and regain trust in your relationship, the big question is, whatever it is that you need from your partner in order to prove themselves worthy of your trust, can they deliver it? Yeah, let me say that one again. So whatever it is that you think somebody should be doing in order to prove to you that they're trustworthy you actually think they can deliver it. Now, that's where trusting you comes in, right? So if you can look at that really honestly and you can just check and see, oh, wait a second, the expectation I have is massive. Wow, this person could never deliver on that. That's, it's an unrealistic expectation because, you know, sometimes and relationships have gone sour and the trust is not there, people who are looking to rebuild the trust will place really high expectations on the other person just sometimes just to see them fail so they can prove that they were right. Another unconscious thing that's usually coming from a trauma that you don't actually want to be happy, so you're going to make sure that you have uh, over and over again that you fail. And it's okay. To fail in relationships, it's okay to fail in anything. You know, we're kind of being brought up in a society where you don't fail, but failure is not a bad thing. Failure can be a great contribution to awareness and information. So if you feel like your relationship is failing and you're failing at trust, where are we starting? We're starting with ourselves. And if you don't trust yourself, then things will start to fall apart. Your health will start to fall apart. If you run a business, it'll start to fall apart. Your relationships will fall apart. I have to say that I'm actually watching this. My dad, he's five, and I'm watching him lose uh, trust in himself, which has led to losing trust in his own abilities to run 
um, the business that he has, and it's also uh, led him to have a lot of lack of trust in the friendships and relationships, and he's uh, basically blowing up his life around him. So it's a fascinating thing to see, and I'm grateful that I can watch it and go, wow, I can be aware of this, and I can be aware of wherever I'm being that and doing that, and I can trust in myself enough to know that if I start to go down that path, that I've asked, you know, I've asked my kids, like, check, you know, put me into check if I do that. Like, make sure, like, we're going to make sure this shit doesn't happen. So you can, you you know, go to the people that you know will have your back on this and that if you're not trusting yourself, that they will question you. And, and not in a way to make you feel like you're insane, but they'll question you so that you will have awareness. You can come up with your own information and you can feel stronger and more confident in your knowing all the time. The more stronger and confident you feel in your knowing, even things like your business will start to improve and your life and your health because you are, for one, the air of confidence is very attractive. But also the air of confidence can bring a better vitality to your body and your health overall. It's it's a reduction of stress, so you have happier hormones running in your body. Um, overall, it's just a way easier life to live. And we all go through dark nights of the soul, and I've gone through them, went through one recently. And it's it's not about looking at that, dwelling on it, and like thinking you have to keep going back there. It's seeing what you did and chose and trusted in yourself to get yourself out of those dark nights of the soul so that you can move forward. So when you are having a dark night of the soul in an intimate relationship and you think everything's falling apart, would you actually like this relationship to thrive and survive? So on a scale of 0 to 10, would you like your relationship to thrive and survive? So if you're around the 0 mark, then that would be no. You, you're not actually interested in having your relationship thrive and survive, and that's okay. Now is the time to have an exit strategy. If you're around a three, you can ask, would you like it to be a 10, or are you content with three? Would you like your relationship to thrive and survive? Well, if you don't want it to thrive and survive, then you're doing exactly what you intended to do. It's failing, and you intended it to fail. Congratulations, you win. Next is if you would really like it to thrive and survive, then and you're at like a 10 and you're like, yes, I would like it to thrive and survive. I'm committed. Just check. How committed are you? Are you willing to be and do whatever it takes in order to have your relationship thrive and survive? On a scale of 0 to 10, all those uncomfortable things that your partner has asked for, are you willing to choose them? All those things that you've put off doing or being in your relationship, like maybe showing up, what you know, showing up and being super present. Maybe you've avoided that. Are you willing to show up and be present? Are you willing to bond with your partner? Are you willing to use the five love languages with your partner in order to develop a greater sense of love? Are you willing to play with things like touch with your partner so that you can develop different bonding with that as well? So. Touch is one of the love languages. It's my favorite, so I kind of bring it up a lot. Are you willing to do that? You know what? I'm going to put a little bet out there 
that if you're not willing to do it, then you've been lying to yourself that you really actually don't want the relationship to thrive and survive. So if you're not willing to do whatever it takes to get your relationship to thrive and survive, then guess what? It's okay. But don't lie to yourself. Just go, wait a second. Oh, I'm actually not willing to do whatever it takes to have it thrive and survive. Oh, that's adorable. I don't actually want it. So what what makes me think that I was so ultra committed to having this relationship? Not willing to do whatever it takes to have it, but I'd like it. Are you just being lazy? Are you just thinking the universe owes you? Do you think that person owes you? Like, And if you are going to go through resentments like that person owes me, that relationship is doomed. Done deal. If you are in resentment phase and you are committed to resentment more than you're committed to creating change, you're doomed. And that's okay because it just means the relationship's done. You just need to admit it. So a lot of times we don't want to admit when something's done because we think it means we failed. And it's been an interesting uh, weekend for me because I got to have these very deep conversations with my dad about failure and that failure is not bad as long as you acknowledge it and you move forward. In my life, I've had many different businesses on the side. Sometimes I've worked multiple jobs and um, until very recently, you know, I was always kind of like debating if, you know, am I, am I thriving or am I failing? Like what's going on? And I left a lot of businesses that I've done, been involved in or even tried out I wasn't willing to do whatever it took to have them survive. And so it was like, just like in a relationship, it's not doing the business a service to try and keep something thriving and surviving. Being it a service and it's not doing me a service. So it's time to let it go. And this is true. Um, these deep conversations with my dad was to help him become aware that he's actually not willing to do whatever it takes to have his health survive and thrive, and he's not willing to do whatever it takes to have his business thrive and survive. So it's time to move on and choose something else and not worry about if does that equal failure. It doesn't equal failure. It's a new choice. It's like this no longer works. I'm going to get a new business model. I'm going to change things up. And you can get a new relationship model to change things up. Probably in intimate relationships, your relationship model is not working. So now it's time to change it up. I know people always talk about business models, but I have not heard people really talk about relationship models. So when you look at how you have structured your relationship, does that model work for you or is it time to get a new relationship model? What does that look like for you? First, what does your current relationship model look like? Do you even know what that looks like? You know, so you look at the roles that you play, you look at the how you receive love, listening to the five love languages is really great for that. Know how you receive love, know how you gift love, know how your partner does that as well, gifting and receiving of love. And in the relationship and in the intimacy are those elements of the five languages of love showing up, are they? Um, I love Gary Chapman, so I do talk about his his book, The Five Love Languages, a lot because I think it's an amazing site um, that he has with that work. So 
you know, when you look at that model, too, you look at the roles within the relationship. Like, what do, what do people do in the home, and does that work? Or what do they not do in the home, and does that work? Or outside the home, if you have property, like, are they doing things, uh, are, you know, are you a team, or are you a solo person that's basically the slave in the relationship? So how do you feel? And if you feel like a slave, then the dynamic can be a bit messy. Unless it's a kink of yours and you like being a slave and that works for you. But in this case, I'm talking about the dynamic that doesn't work for you. So it's probably not your kink. So I really encourage you to look at what is my current relationship model? How is it working for me? Because we want to bring back trust. We need to also know the foundation that we're building it on. What are you going to build this relationship on? If you no longer have trust in your relationship and you no longer have bonding in your relationship, probably the foundation you have uh, is not going to hold a structure that you would like to build that would be your new business, uh, your new relationship model. So if you have a foundation in your relationship that's crumbling, are you going to put uh, a castle on that that's going to just fall apart? That's a lot of investment to just crumble. You're going to, no, you're not, unless you're insane. And we all have moments of insanity and try that. And then we're like, oh, my God, I invested so much time and energy. That just crumbled. What? Oh, my God, I was insane. But if you really looked back at the time, you knew in your heart of hearts that that foundation was crumbling and you were trying to build a mansion on top of a, a crumbling foundation. And it was a lot of investment for not a lot of return. And then ends up falling apart. So, you, you, that's not what you want to do, right? So if you know that that's happening, if you look at the foundation <clears throat> and you can admit and trust that relationship foundation is falling apart. Oh, I can see that. Trust what you know. And then you can go, okay, so the foundation we have, it's crumbling. What, I, what we need to do, what I need to do is have a new foundation. And if you don't need a new foundation, then we're at very different places at very different places, time to sometimes negotiate um, an exit strategy. You're willing to create a new foundation, commit to that new foundation and commit to yourself in that foundation and commit to the relationship in that foundation, you can absolutely have it thrive. And that would be building a mansion on top of a really, really strong, solid foundation. And that can last for a really long time and it'd be a fantastic investment, right? invite others into this great mansion of yours too so that your relationship can be attributed to for many people it doesn't mean you're polyamorous but it, it also doesn't mean that you uh, isolated right so you can invite people into your life thriving life you can have both social and thriving life if you choose it so What's your foundation like? Go check it out during this commercial break. It might take you longer than that. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. 
On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program welcome back my sweet pleasure seekers so tonight we've been talking about trust and rebuilding and regaining trust in relationships so in the last little part I was asking about commitment to the change and what are some of the things you can look at to see if you're truly committed to changing things when you finally say yes one of the things that I do with couples is I have them look at what they actually would like to have as their new relationship. So what would you like to have um, and what would you not like to have? So with some of that information, you can create like a deal and deliver. You make a contract. I know it sounds crazy and I know it sounds like I'm tapping into everything Big Bang Theory and Sheldon by saying that you need to make a contract for your relationship. However, if you are needing to reinvent your relationship, then the chances are that you need something in place for you to be able to look at it, to acknowledge it, to reread it over and over again, have meetings about it. Just like you would a business, you can have business meetings about your relationship too, relationship meetings. It could be part of your new relationship model once a week for half an hour or an hour, you look back and you look at what do you think has worked this week and what do you think hasn't worked this week? Whatever worked for anybody, you've probably had these feedback sessions, but maybe not once a week you've had them. In a relationship, I would encourage you to do it more often than once every three months like they might do at work to get your feedback because you're going to want to stay on top of this, uh, especially if the relationship is starting to crumble and you're not sure how to rescue it. You wanna have a relationship meeting on a regular basis and get feedback and be willing to listen to each other's feedback without jumping in, without you know getting all crazy. And by all means, if you need somebody to facilitate that or mediate that, you can always connect with me and schedule sessions uh, with your partner. You can, you can actually schedule weekly sessions if you like to be able to have the negotiation time you look at things and make sure that you're on track. It is really helpful to have somebody coach you through that on a regular basis. Having a support system, I am a huge fan of support systems. I have support systems. I'm a huge fan of encouraging others to have support systems or to have me in their support systems. So if that's something that you think you need, then remember to connect with me. And in the meantime, you can absolutely write about what some of the targets are, what some of the new foundations of your relationship you would like to be, and what your requirements are from that person. Now, if you don't trust your lover, then what are some of the things you require from them? And are they realistic? 
requirements or unrealistic requirements? Truthful about that to yourself. Would you be able to fulfill those requirements? And you know, and be honest about what you know about your partner. Would they be able to fulfill those requirements? Yeah, so if it's something like, I need you to call every 10 minutes, but they run a business and they can't do that, then that's an unrealistic requirement. Or I, I need A, B, C, and D. Well, if these are unrealistic requirements, and the chances are you're setting it up for failure. So you want to be setting this up for success want to be setting up the new foundation and the new deal and deliver slash contract. You want to have all of these things in place so that you can actually be recommitted to your relationship and also committed to trusting your partner. Not just about trusting the relationship will work because people get flighty and, and ignorant about that. No, it's going to be fine. No, it's not. Relationships take work and it does often require having conversations, looking at progress, looking at where are you at to this time. And hopefully you're in a relationship with somebody who uh, is good with communication, communicate with them and you can actually have conversations and you can work through things. If you have somebody who has communication issues, uh, like they don't like to talk, they don't like to talk about feelings, it can be challenging. Um, it takes the brave few to be able to be in relationship with people who don't want to communicate. Um, it takes uh, it can also take an immense amount of trust to be able to be in that as well. Um, it doesn't mean that it's not impossible, but it does take an immense amount of self-trust and trust in the other person as well. Trusting that you know who they are. And that is so key. Trusting that you know who you are, that is really key to getting yourself out of trauma and trusting that you know who the other person is happens as a result. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.